the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Liberty in America is under assault. We no longer live in a reality that includes property rights. We're no longer the kings of our own castle. We no longer enjoy the true benefits of capitalism. Instead, we're negotiating our rights with our own government. This isn't how our country was founded. These aren't the ideas of our founders. It's time to seize back our country. This is the Liberty Hour, where these important issues will be discussed for the sake of America's future. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Constitution in the other, here's your host, Sean Thompson. This is the Liberty Hour, where I barely made it to the studio on time. In fact, I didn't even have time to talk to my guy dressed like his sister in the, in the uh, control room, Justin the Kid. You know, Justin, I, I got in and I was all excited. And because uh, it, it feels like it's been a long time since I've been at this microphone, even though it hasn't. But I am uh, completing the move to Florida and will soon be out, Seacrest. Um, but I want to tell you, on my way in today, I was late because I, the sucker that I am, pay for my kid's school and then I have to take her to school. You believe this? Do you believe it? So she goes to school in Oak Park and it's a hell of a drive. From Oak Park to the studio. And for some reason, we're having a little technical difficulties where the podcast cannot follow me to the cigar store where I'm supposed to smoke the cigar. You're supposed to be able to come in. I yell at you. I call you a dummy. I give you the mo fine. I throw you out. None of that happened. But we have to come to the studio. And it's always difficult. So I have to find these creative ways to get to the studio from Oak Park, which, you know, I love driving fast, swearing at people, throwing my coffee out of window. I love it. So I wouldn't have it any other way. But I had to take the, uh, the tollway. Uh, I think it's the I-90, 290. Who gives a crap? It's, it's, wherever those pension incubator orange trucks pull over to the side to pick up a, a tire. Cost me nine guys and, and, and as they wait for their pension to kick in. Yeah, one of those expressways. Anyway, there's a dimwit in one of those Lexus hybrids, like the Prius, you know, for rich people. The Louis Vuitton Prius, the Lexus. And I'm not kidding you. There's, there's four lanes four lanes she's in the second from the left and she stops the car because she's got wants to get off at Elmhurst Road in the middle of the tollway this Hamburglar stops the car and all I'm thinking to myself am, am I relieving her of her college debt or her probably fat useless kid which one am I paying for as I am hustling back and forth and to and fro to drive my kid to school and I realized to myself it's over with kids it's over with because we accept not just the stupidity of the fat broad and the high-bred Prius wannabe. We accept the stupidity of politicians running for the highest office in the land. And at the same time we've accepted this stupidity, we've also allowed this office to become a dictatorship, a fiat presidency, whatever it is. And I get it. It's okay when your guy's in there. I've been paying attention. It's okay when our guy's in there and... Maybe it's a little bit excessive, but nonetheless, it's our guy. But what are you going to do 
when it's not our guy. What are you going to do? I'm not saying she has a chance at winning this dimwit, Focahontas, who basically wants to take all of America and turn it into an Indian reservation. That's why she lied about the fake Indian. That's her idea of utopia, you know, where they have to get drunk all day to forget what a loser you are. Here she is. Anyone who's got outstanding student loan debt can have up to $50,000 worth of student loan debt canceled out so long as their income is under $100,000, then it kind of steps in up to there's no help for anybody whose family income is above $250,000. And that's it. You notice something about the $250,000 from the fat slob Jelly Belly Pritzker all the way to this Viagra slayer Elizabeth Warren? You notice anything? $250,000 seems to be the ceiling of where you're allowed to be considered productive. Anything below... And this girl tells you, you know, you're part of society. Because you know what's happened during this time? That is the ideology that has been accepted by pretend conservatives, by Republicans. I watched it and I yelled against it the entire time it happened after the implosion of 2009, where you corrupted the nation. Sure, you paid off the scoundrels that that frauded the world, and you saved their asses in tarp. Thank you, George W. Bush, you moron. But what you had, instead of outrage by the people, was they just like my old neighborhood, Melrose Park, and we'll get to you later. You just want to be cut in. You just want to be cut in. You're not outraged at the skullduggery that happens on a daily basis. Not at all. You just want your piece of the pie. Huh, Crumb? That's what you really want. So they bought you off by saying things like uh, principal debt reduction in your mortgage. Then it was okay. Then all the pretend conservatives said, Wait a minute. Sure, I bought my house and I shouldn't have. Sure, I borrowed more than I should have. But now that I'm screwed because of of real estate values, not shame on me, shame on the world. And I want everybody to lower my principal debt. And I listened to slip and fall scumbag attorneys with comb-overs that used to be on this station. Come on and tell you how you got to fight for the property. You remember that scumbag? Like every other, don't worry, he's just one of a million. They're in every town, in every state, in every county. Principal price reduction. And all the people, instead of being really outraged at what happened when you bailed out the scum that imploded the market, you shut your mouth and you took your little bag, your little sack, because you were hoping you'd save 30 grand, 40 grand, 100 grand. See, so what we're arguing about with this dimwit, Focahannes, who's really quite brilliant, isn't whether socialism, isn't whether this idea is moral or immoral. It isn't about the failure of everywhere it's tried. It isn't about the, what causes college to be that high and expensive. It isn't about any of that. It's what's in it for you. And that's how you know it's time to go to high ground. It's time to go to high ground because you are lost. The country is socialist already. I love how we pretend it's not socialist. I love it. And I'll tell you what I mean. Here in Illinois, for those of you who uh, aren't in Illinois, let me give you a quick update. I'm from a town called Melrose Park, once a hub of, of hardworking people, once a hub of, of, of achievers, of successful people, of people uh, who came together. It was not a, not a tighter community in the world was there than my town, Melrose Park. I'm not kidding you. It was an incredible. To this day, I could be, no matter where I am in the, in the country or I've actually been in Ireland and had, and I'm not Irish, don't get crazy, but I went to Ireland on a, on a trip. My grandfather said, I mean, we met people from Melrose Park. Are you nuts? It was great. 
My grandmother, old Italian lady, said the nucleus of the universe is Melrose Park, and it had that whole feel that all of these socialists pretended you're going to get if we all go communist. And it was great and wonderful, and families came together, except when they wanted the power the other family member had, and if they were the mayor or if they were a trustee, then all of a sudden there was infighting, and everybody got to gossip and pick a team, and it was great, very exciting. Um, but these people now that I grew up with, these people that I call friends, who I, they are my friends. Some are my relatives. The mayor, for instance, uh, in Monroe's Park is a friend of my family since before I was born. And I've met him and knew his father, and I love him. Great guy, really. But a scoundrel nonetheless. Sorry, Ron. Sorry. But the audacity of this guy going up to a podium and telling a hospital a privately owned entity in Melrose Park, that it must stay open. I'm referring to Westlake Hospital, where, by the way, my kids were born. Westlake Hospital um, is now being held at the tip of a spear to keep its doors open, and the village has sued it because it has new ownership. And apparently the new owner said, well, we're going to promise to make it better. Just like marriages, when you stand up, I promise through thick and thin till death do us part, and then what happens after the marriage? Ah, Things change for people. Right. So once they bought and acquired Westlake Hospital, they realized it is full of waste, fraud and abuse to the tune of two million dollars a month, two million dollars a month. So obviously, normally people who occupy these jobs, not always, but normally they have an IQ over 60. They looked at the number. They said, well, this is a lot of shit. I'm not going to pay for this. Right. So they decided, let's close the doors. And we're going to give it time so that the people who are coming there, most of whom are lying and cheating and frauding their insurance company, which, by the way, the insurance company is lying and cheating and frauding the people and the hospital and the doctors and everybody else. Let's just close the fracking doors. Done. Gone. And they go to close the doors. And what does Ron Serpico say? A man who all of a sudden is above reproach. Forget about the last 15 years where all, the only time he's been on the news is through an investigative report. He comes on there like Che Guevara, and he's going to save the people of America, of Melrose Park in this particular case, and he's fighting for you, the poor person who needs medical care, and we're going to force the hospital. So I have a dear friend of mine who comes to my Elmhurst Cigar House from time to time. He came in yesterday, and he's a great guy, another one of these Melrose Parkers who I love and am proud to be from. Make no mistake about it. I wouldn't change a thing. And he sits there and tells me, yeah, but, you know, they lied, and it's a terrible thing. I said, his name is Joe. I said, Joe, are, are you out of your mind? What the hell do you mean? You're going you're gonna to have a village with the authority to force people to provide labor. Are you a Soviet now? And I saw him think back, how would you like to be the guy who owns the property, who bought it with the idea of making money, and all of a sudden you're forced to lose it? Not to mention The favorite thing of all scumbags is to sue the provider that they go to for care, that they make the decision with to have the care, and say something goes wrong, and they sue the doctor and hundreds of millions. And next thing you know, there's some slip-and-fall lawyer saying, call 2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2, morons, right? And the system feeds on greed and jealousy and the same nonsense, and and most of all, lying. Most of those cases are lies. So you, you not only are forcing them to provide labor, you're forcing them to expose themselves to endless lawsuits. And this is where socialism leads. That's why I said to you in the earlier dissertation, you're already a socialist. When this has an argument of virtue, I'm going to put a gun to your head and tell you work because you're a doctor. What have you come to? And it's comfortable, right? Instead of being in your house and saying, look at these frauds, 
Both the people who borrowed the money from the bank who lied, lied on the application, who worked with a maybe a loan officer who was shadier in a willow tree to fudge their numbers. You know, the same thing they're accusing Trump of now, and we'll get to that later. Maybe uh, instead of being outraged at them, no, 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 you just want your principal reduction or whatever word salad they're calling that free shit for you, right? That's all you really want. And that's when I say to you, it's over with. Don't look at your neighbor as somebody with virtue anymore. Look at him like that dimwit that was stopped in her Lexus on the expressway. Selfish and stupid and only caring about herself. And that's who supports Elizabeth Warren and Pete Buttigieg and one of the other 1,700 uh, uh, Marxists that will be running. I know it's 17, but so what? Might as well be 1,700 because they're all fellow travelers. They're all fellow travelers. And you know how they do it? I, I was listening to... Um, not because I wanted to. Somebody sent it to me. And I find it interesting sometimes um, when you have, what's the guy? Uh, Bill Maher. Bill Maher from, uh, I don't know what the hell of his name is. Something about the speech. Uh, Bill Maher, who is promoting and has been for well over a decade, uh, a, an intellectual version of communism. And I have said, you've heard me say this on shows and when I fill in, there is a certain arrogance that looks at your person, your fellow man, and patronizes them by telling them, you know what, you're, it's, you're a victim, and uh, I, I know how to control your life better than you. Just come with me, and I'm going to make you feel like it's success. Rather than what we do, which is look at the fat pig on the expressway and hey, say, hey, stupid, nobody stops on an expressway, right? Not only does nobody stop, I'm not paying for anything you do, right? That's the difference. I'm not looking at people with uh, the idea that I hate them and I, I want to control their lives. I just have to lie with them. I'm looking at them as eh, probably you're a moron and I don't want anything to do with you. And I certainly don't want to take off my table to give to your table. That's how I look at it. But listen to something. You have to have that mindset and you have to be deliberate. Everyone has told me throughout my life, you know, if you just shut your mouth, you'd be a lot better off. And I know that. I know that. But I'm sorry, I'm willing to pay the cost to have pride and principles. I'm willing to offend people to tell you what I will not accept and what I will accept. That's just how I'm cut. Sorry, but one thing I'll never do is pretend to have your interest above mine, number one, or pretend to know what's better in your life than you do. I don't judge Pete Buttigieg because he's a homosexual. I don't care who he sleeps with. I don't care. Him sleeping with another man is no more offensive to me than Tony Preckwinkle's husband cuddling up with her. To me, it's all despicable, and I wash my hands of all of it. That's how I view Pete Buttigieg, and that's how I view guys who marry women like uh, uh, Grady Preckwinkle. I think there's something wrong with you. Go ahead and enjoy yourself, though. I hope you have a good time. But Pete Buttigieg is smart, and he's playing the long ball, and he knows he's the monotone Marxist, and this is something to be afraid of. Because he's going to kill you with a fake virtue. He's going to normalize, normalize, not something you find uh, abnormal, but he's going to normalize communism in the name of a better society. That's the trick. That's what Obama had down to a science. That's hope and change and all the BS, right? But that's what took a guy with nothing in the, in the form of qualifications. Just the, the sheer resume. Of Barack Obama. And I'm not talking about the fact that he had terrible credit and was about to be uh, lose his car and repo and had credit card. Then I'm not talking about the fact that economically he couldn't run his own life. 
and yet somehow we gave this idiot the keys to the castle. Not only, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not slandering him as a person. I'm saying what were the qualifications for Barack Obama who never ran an ice cream stand, as everyone likes to say, and the answer is nothing, nothing. But beware the virtuous con man who has vision and foresight and is willing to slow play a very good hand. Now, it's good because your fellow American has lost his dignity. It's really a shit hand, but it's a good hand in America today because everyone wants to be lied to. And most of all, they like to be lied to by people they view as smarter. Now, the audacity of a guy who was a Navy guy, that's all. Pete Buttigieg has never done anything of any substance in his life other than the Navy. Ta-da, good for you. To me, when I was a kid, you know who went in the military? I'm sorry to say it. Guys who, who, who didn't have other options. That's, that's the neighborhoods I'm from. But I get it, and I love the military and rah, 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 shish, boom, bah, I get it. I don't support all the countries and the spending, but okay, let's go along with the propaganda for now. In the meantime, they're made up primarily of guys who are used to taking orders, of guys who have a vision of fellow travelers, all for one and one for all, and all that stuff you're told from a kid is a good thing, rather than critical thinking of somebody who digests actual information. But here's what Pete Buttigieg really believes about himself, and this is why he can lie to you. Now, this was a clip of 10 minutes, which, by the way, I had Justin just cut 13 seconds out of. Well, in a way, we did, right? I mean, each, each election in many ways produces somebody who's the reverse of what we just had. True. And, and you could argue that it doesn't get more different from this president than a laid-back, intellectual, young gay mayor from the Midwest. Now, there's something in there. It's a nice little stream, right? And yay, and the crowd goes wild. I've always been curious about people who describe themselves as intellectual. Isn't that something for the consumer of your information to call you? I never heard a self-described Hayek, a self-described Thomas Sowell or Milton Friedman, or really anybody promoting values that were not about controlling society, I have never heard them describe themselves as an intellectual. That is a, I, I picked that little snippet out because that is an ingredient of a fascist. That is, that is an ingredient of a dictator. They all have that ingredient. It is their version. They're not the smartest guy in the room. They're the smartest guy in the country. Theirs is the vision of virtue. That is the ideology of somebody who can take away your freedom with the stroke of a pen right there. And that is to be feared because he has the long game that is what he's playing is the long game and it's really quite brilliant so forget about the fact that they're all saying the exact same thing and i've got bernie sanders i've got elizabeth warren i've got camilla harris we've got more pete buddha gig whatever the hell his name is and by the way we had a little discussion in the booth you know it's it's, the 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 young fellas in there like to correct me no it's peter judge i'm sorry it's but a gig that's the name that's how it's spelled i don't adopt these uh these verbiage of these other nations. I say it the way it reads. But listen to what a guy who stole the name, it's not really his name, Del Blasio, but let's go along with it, versus uh, Lipschitz or whatever the hell his name really is. We're actually making the Green New Deal come alive here in New York City. So we have our own Green New Deal. It's three very basic ideas. One, uh, the biggest source of emissions in New York City is buildings. We're putting clear, strong mandates, the first of any major city on the earth to say to building owners, you got to clean up your act, you got to retrofit, you got to save energy. If you don't do it by 2030, there will be serious fines as high as a million dollars or more for the biggest buildings. 
And this mandate is going to guarantee that we reduce emissions. We're going to ban the classic glass and steel skyscrapers, which are incredibly the inefficient. Audacity. If someone wants to build one of those things, they can take a whole lot of steps to make it energy efficient, but we're not going to allow what we used to see in the past. Uh, and the city of New York, the government, which uses about as much energy in a, a year as do the people and the businesses of the state of Vermont, we are going to get all of our energy from renewable sources in the next five years. Now, the AG of New York State should arrest him, should seize him, he should lose power today. You're a lowly mayor. What do you mean you're going to ban? This is America. Politicians don't ban anything, ever, ever, especially mayors. And where is the outrage? Now, this is a clip of obscurity. This should be on CNN. No, no, no. Arguments on citizenship. That's on CNN. Fox News. Oh, look at they got food. They got a food special. Ooh, you like salads? Look at what the hell is going on here. Because you've been corrupted and they know it. And there's people who believe in this eco-Nazism that are nodding their head like seals looking at a fish. And that's the problem with what has happened here. Your fellow citizen is a, is a lemming, is a socialist, is a fool. And they are comfortable implementing fascism and tyranny and, moreover, mobocracy. Now, I'm well aware of the failure Bernie Sanders is. I'm well aware of the collusion, the real collusion with Soviets that Bernie Sanders has implemented through his life. I get it. One thing I'm absolutely disgusted with is how we accept socialism, how we accept it because it has the word democratic in it. So I'm looking for the clip here. I see, uh, oh, here we go. Let's see if this is it. Forgive me if it's not. But like I said, um, what do you mean? Here it is. Here it is. Here it is, too. I think I have written many 30-second opposition ads throughout my life. (laughs) This will be just uh, another one. But I do believe. Look, you know, this is what I believe. Do you believe in democracy? Do you believe that every single American 18 years of age or older who's an American citizen has the right to vote? But see, this is what they're deceiving you with, the right to vote. But in our system of representation, I cannot have my rights, my liberty, voted away from a mob. There is no smaller special interest or minority party than the individual. Our system of Americanism is set up so that the individual cannot be overrun by the mob. Democratic socialism is embracing the mob. And all they have to do is get enough idiots together so that they're useful. And we call it democratic. Do you see the scam? I'm trying to lay out the the formula in which they will use to make you a slave. Once you start chipping away at that, believe me, that's what our Republican governors all over this country are doing. They come up with all kinds of excuses why people of color, young people, poor people can't vote. And I will do everything I can to resist it. This is a democracy. We've got to expand that democracy. And I believe every single person does have the right to vote. Listen to what he said. This is the ingredients that they go after mainly. People of color, poor people, and young. See, that's what he's going after. Those are the ingredients to the mob. Right there. People of color, let's unite. 
everybody because of a race. Let's unite everybody because of an economic status. Poor. Let's unite everybody because we're giving them free stuff and they're ignorant. They're young. And they already have a large part of the seniors. Believe me, I got an old man, old Marine, the whole nine yards. Talk about taking away his Social Security check and he'll go to battle with you. So they've already got the, the old people who are dependent upon the socialism that should have never been implemented in Social Security. Never, ever should have been implemented. But you bought off America. So think about this, re, this, 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 this really this four-prong attack on you. If you're not in this, or if you are part of these people and you reject the fundamental ideas of socialism, you will be overwhelmed. And call mobocracy democratic socialism and everybody claps. Now combine that with Elizabeth Warren, who's going after. That's why they do this. That's why they focus. That's why the $250,000. Because in today's world, if you make over that, you're a young kid in there. You hear a guy makes $251,000. He's loaded. They don't talk about what's, what he's penalized, what's stripped away from him. All that that money gives him is maybe a little freedom and choice. Right? And what comes with that freedom of choice? Is it easier or harder to do what I did this morning? Is it harder to pay a ridiculous tuition because you think you want your kid to have the best or because of principle. I'm not religious, but it's a religious school. Is it easier or harder to send them to a, a, a tuition in the teens of thousands and then you have to drive them and you have to pack their lunch? Which is the harder road? That or sending my kid a half a block away to Elmwood Park High School where everything's for free and, and no matter what she does, she's going to graduate. Which one is easier? So not only do they bribe you, they make it easy to pretend you're good at something. That's how you have arrogance and entitlement all wrapped up today. And that's what American society has become. Arrogant and entitled. And we're losing, kids. I'm here right now to tell you, we are losing. This $250,000 number, this isn't picked out of their shoe. It isn't a coincidence that Jelly Belly Pritzker, Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, Pete Buttigieg, Kamala Harris, they've all got the same thing because this is the fellow travelers. This is the agenda of Marxism, polished and waxed to look new and shiny. And you have nothing on your team because we are, by nature, we are, we are not good at organizing. We're individuals. We love our individuality. We love our freedom. I don't want to give that up. Because what happens when I give that up? The Republicans start talking about Obamacare as if it's our idea. The Republicans talk about Social Security as if it's a good thing. They've understood once the seed of Marxism is planted, it becomes the mighty oak of tyranny. That's what they know. I was listening to Joe Walsh last night. I love, you know, I always listen to this station. And uh, there was a caller, I forget his name, and uh, he called in and talked about the Social Security Trust Fund, and, and Joe had repeated, you know, yeah, it's going to be insolvent in seven years. And I didn't want to call up because I love my guy. Love my guy with the white pasty legs. You do realize, though, there's no such thing. There has never been a Social Security Trust, a Social Security account. It doesn't exist, and it never did. It was a lie 
much like Elizabeth Warren's entire platform or any of the other fungible Marxists, from the beginning. Your money was never sent to a trust. That trust never bought a, a policy or an annuity or invested. It doesn't exist. They take from Peter to give to Paul. It's a classic Ponzi scheme that can never be broken because there is no authority enough to say, what the hell are you doing? Because you've corrupted that authority. And you've corrupted the people who get the benefit. So to pretend, oh, we got all these entitlements are insolvent. We can't sustain. It's unsustainable. Are you out of your freaking mind or are you just too stupid to look it up? It doesn't exist. No Social Security fund. Medicare, Medicaid, Meta, whoever, it's a lie and a fraud. It doesn't really exist. It's not a classic insurance policy. It doesn't work like an insurance policy. And it's easily cheated and scammed and frauded, which is why they want it all. Because they know, they recognize, your neighbor just wants his principal reduction. doesn't give a shit about how it got there. And that's how come you let these dimwits skyrocket to the party high, whether it's Pete Buttigieg or Ocasio-Cortez. It's the same. And look at Elizabeth Warren. Look at what she's saying. She's not challenged. In fact, I'm watching CNN. And they're talking about impeachment. Impeachment. Pay attention to how they fight. Now we're going to get to the the, the op-ed by Mueller. And that's what it is. It's an op-ed. And it rallies. Here's the problem I have with it. I don't like Trumponomics. It is a fraud. It is a Keynesian soiree of deceit and deception. I reject it all. However, that doesn't mean I I, I, want to see anything implemented to use to take down Trump. In fact, you must rally around this buffoon. He's my buffoon. Because the alternative to him is the hardcore Marxist. I know and I go crazy saying it. The binary choice. I get it. And I got a dear friend of the show, and he rallies against it. See, there is collusion. Listen to me. When you lose the ability to reason, you're an idiot. That's it. Reason this from the word get go. It, it, there's no such thing. I want you to think about the mindset of how brilliant this was. That from really before he won the election, they, they, they knew how to infuriate him was to go after the one thing that no one has ever gone after for Donald Trump, his patriotism, right? You don't have to agree with somebody to, to recognize the fact that Donald Trump loves the American system. Now, has he ruined it on some case? Yes, yes. When he went to Congress and the, uh, the Community Reinvestment Act and Bill Clinton and all of the skullduggery he embraced, the fraud thing, yes, it's terrible. But he's a patriot. Unlike the ones who hate America, who claim to be representatives of American philosophy and undermine it all day long, the Democrats. So you, you go after him with what I think is, really, if you're, if you're a comedy writer, you can't write this. You're going after Donald Trump with collusion with an oligarch, an old Soviet, Vladimir Putin and the Russian kleptocracy that Russia has become. And it's, it's comical to me. When you have the entire Democrat Party is steeped in the philosophy of Leninism. The real argument is, are, are we Trotskys or are we Leninists? Which one are we? And 
Donald Trump's the guy that collude with him? Now, I'll rem- I remember, I'm old now, and I used to uh, trade in the 90s at the Mercantile Exchange. I've been working since the late 80s, and I remember when the wall, the Iron Curtain came down, and uh, Russia opened up, and the whole nine yards, right? And if, we used to have a friend of ours who's dead now, okay? His name was Vaughn. Vaughn was a brilliant guy. Um, he had degrees and letters. He was a man of letters, as Prof liked to say. And he worked for, I want to say, it was um, Chevron. I've got I've to ask a dear friend of mine. But he worked for a, a major oil company. And he was a... Um, he was an engineer. He was a um, the one that they studied the ground. I don't even know the name of it. Um, brilliant guy. And he would pal around in the same groups we hung around with. And his job after um, Russia opened up was to go to Russia to uh, work out agreements in helping them both dig out their oil, refine their oil, and get a foothold in that market. Which, by the way, at that time, Russian commodities were all sought after by the world because it was their incompetence of implementing socialism that prevented them from progressing as an economic power. So it was, you know, it was a virgin to, uh, and, and very rich in many, many things. And it was, it was about going over there and building up not just your company, but showing them how to embrace the freedoms of capitalism, hoping that that's how true demo, uh, democracy is spread, right? Showing people that it, it is the best economic throughout the, the history of the world for the ordinary man, showing them the beauties of capitalism in a free society. So they went there, and it was within the first nine hours that he was confronted with the old KGB, who had already seized that. They were well aware of it. Before it ever came down, they already grabbed their stronghold. That's why there's so many of them, and they're all ex-KGB, and they're oligarchs today. And the only way in which Chevron, forgive me, I think that's the company. i got to look it up. If, if that Chevron could operate was to bribe the warlord, oligarch of that district, wherever you want it. That was it. He didn't care about Chevron. He didn't care about anything. And the only way, in fact, he could get out of there alive was to bribe him. So that was just considered acceptable policy. Now, should it have been? No. But what's the alternative? World War III? Now, granted, that's when you should have really broken them up because they were at their weakest. But there was all kinds of fear of nuclear weapons back then, if you remember the era. You know, this is when Clinton was impeached. If you remember all of that, there was all kinds of turmoil about who was in charge, if there was a military that left available, if they could harm the countries, their neighboring countries. So there was all kinds of things going on. So all of a sudden, how come we haven't brought up these companies on collusion? Because that's, that's really the op-ed that was written in Volume 2 of the Mueller report, right? That it was during this time that his company, by the way, it wasn't like Trump ever went there. I remember, who was it said that he hit him at Pictures of Trump with hookers and all kinds of things. That didn't ever exist. He didn't go there. And if he did, it was to stop in because he's a figurehead. It's his people. That's who was there. That's how it works. That's how it really works. And instead of the world having an outrage, they just wanted to be cut in. See, this is the problem with our position. Socialism works on the most basic of human flaws. Covetous nature, greed, jealousy, and self-interest makes you feel like you're going to benefit. And not only that, it makes you justified because you're going to take from somebody you hate anyway. You just don't know them. They're better at life than you. So I want you to focus on, on, on how the Mueller report also takes advantage of that. See, they have the baseline ingredients in everything they do. 
That's why um, they're so steeped in education. That's why they're so steeped in media. They know they just got to tell you the right lie. Because life is hard when, you're, when you don't buy into so- socialism. It's difficult. Pay tuition, drive the kid, run to a job, go to another job. Hard. M- much easier to sit on my ass and wait for some disability check to roll in. It really would be. Oh, and don't, don't think that they're not greedy, that they don't have 50 scams on the side. They just rely on the fact the people in charge of finding the scams, they're in on it too. So the, the opportunity of preventing it, ironically, sometimes comes from people we disagree with. And that's why one thing that's evident after the Mueller report, there are no white hats. There are no good guys. The FBI isn't the good guy. Forget about the fact that the entire upper echelon has been dismantled and you now see that they, they are human beings. Well, this just in, government's made up of human beings with agendas and flaws and deceit and an agenda. That's who government is. So it's great that it was exposed, but when you look at how it was exposed, it was clearly accidental. And the fact that uh, the Democrats of today, they're not talking about the, uh, the misuse of, of government um, surveillance, of government authority, of government power. In fact, they're cheering it as Congress rallies together to, to go after Donald Trump's financial records. This is the face of tyranny. And it is accepted by more than 50% of the people in the country. The same people who pretended to uh, be outraged at the IRS targeting political parties they disagreed with. That was something that, the, that all Congress could, could recognize as a problem back then. Now you have Congress, the majority of Congress, who is talking about misusing power far worse than the IRS did. The IRS just went after people who, who applied for certain tax benefits. What, what our government is now trying to do, people, elected officials from Navy Blue Democrat Socialist district, Districts are threatening the President of the United States to go after him financially and charge him with crimes on reports that he filed years before he was in politics, on anything. They are asking, if you look at their charges, they are asking for the communication between Trump and his accountants. How come they don't ask for the communication between Jelly Belly Pritzker and his accountants? Or Dick Durbin and his accountants? Or Dick Durbin's wife and the accountants? I mean, if we're going to do it, let's go full bore, baby. Hit the pedal to the metal. and Let's get it all out there. I want to see all the communications of all the Congress people, senators, and their staff. I didn't forget about you scumbags either. I want to see all your communications between you and your accountants. Can we show it all? Pay attention to how they fight. They pull a knife, you dig their eye out. Whatever the case may be, you better learn how to fight to win. Because these hermaphrodite, old lady-faced Mitch McConnells, they like losing because they're in on the scam. Like an Illinois Republican. It's the same thing. I can go to high ground from Illinois to Florida. You can't go in, in the United States. Once it's socialist, there is no safety net. It's important to pay attention to this. And even sometimes if you disagree with Trumponomics like I do, Tom, and I'm talking to you specifically, it's a hard thing. But you gotta, you got to support Trump at the election time. You could argue with him spitting his eye up until then. But on that day of the presidential race, brother, I'm sorry. you got to do it because the alternative. Like, I'm Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, a.k.a. AOC. And, like, I want to talk about, like, climate change. 
because like there's no doubt cow farts are making the climate change like in July because that's the kind of stupidity that will be used against each and every one of you it is about what is their agenda today and by the way where's the talk of her and her campaign manager uh, setting up shill companies to profit where's that invested can i get those communications hey congress instead of going after trump and his accountant from uh 2003 what do you say we go after ocasio cortez her chief of staff and whatever lawyer set up the shill company ta-da how about that for an idea dimwit or how about bernie sanders the hamburglar wife he's married to and all of this skullduggery that went on with the college money want to talk about that or how about this one and I'll tell you what, if you're hiring a, a, an assistant, hire C- Camilla Harris, because she knows how to sit on your lap during break time. I agree that the right to vote is one of the very important components of citizenship. I think we of should what? have that conversation. Yeah, too bad they don't have to take an IQ test to vote. You'd solve the world's problems overnight if you had to take a, a constitution test in order to vote. That's how you solve the problems, because the idea that I spend my life trying to better myself, working constantly harder, and I'm offset by some dimwit who nods their head to Camilla Harris or Ocasio-Cortez is infuriating to me. Right to vote. You, don't have, you might have the right to vote. You don't have the right to take somebody else's stuff because he's got more than you, scumbag, each and every time, whether it's Elizabeth Warren or this idiot. Should they be able to vote? While incarcerated? Yeah. No. Part of the punishment when you were, uh, when you were convicted of a crime and you're incarcerated is you lo- lose certain rights. You lose your freedom. See, now, uh, and I the think during that period, uh, it does not make sense to, to have an exception for the right to vote. He knows how to con you. He knows how to con the Trump hater, the never Trumper. He's going to be just conservative enough on small little topics. But make no mistake about it. His real agenda is simple. You're running for president. Um, you've got a website up. But uh, when I go to it, I don't see oh, yet um, kind of where Pete Buttigieg stands. Mm-hmm. When do you expect that to be up? And where, where does Pete Buttigieg stand? On well, we've issue? made it very clear where I stand on the major issues. And uh, we're even putting up a search tool so people will be able to uh, search video uh, based on whatever keyword they care about. We're trying to run a non-traditional campaign. So even though this is going to be a highly substantive and specific campaign, we're not going to inundate people with the minutiae of policy before they understand exactly what the big ideas are, the values that motivate our policies, and the impacts they're going to have on the ground. We're going to do a lot of things that are going to have people who are looking for maybe a traditional cookie-cutter campaign scratching their heads a little bit. That's uh, part of the point of doing something new with somebody different. Like a Burt Wyman car salesman. Who do I have to be to get you to buy this lemon? Who? Be worried about this little scumbag. He's the most dangerous of them all. And he's in Chicago today, isn't he, boys? Well, uh, hey, listen, when you want to raise money and you're a hidden Marxist communist, where do you go? We are the capital, baby. Isn't that right, Verlon? Are we not the capital? Well, I guess so. Let me, let me, let me tell you something, Sean. I want to elaborate on what you were just saying. If you are a murderer, somebody like the bomber that they asked uh, uh, Kamala Harris about, or John Wayne Gacy, some serial killer, or you know, or, or, or the Ripper, the guy that just uh, they paroled from the Ripper crew. You taking somebody's life? No, you shouldn't have the right to vote. What, you that person that you killed doesn't have the right to vote. You know, and, and number two, it's a state's rights issue. The federal government shouldn't be telling each state how to govern their citizens when it comes to things like this. Let the state uh, evaluate it on their own 
and let and let them decide who should have the right to vote I have or to not. Tell you, I would be, g- give it some thought, though. Think about what, what we're actually saying. I don't understand how somebody who lives his life from morning to night on the government tit has the right to vote for more benefits for himself. He produces nothing. He contributes nothing. I don't understand. And this is not a race thing because there's far more white people on the government tit than black or brown. There, this is a, an ideological thing. If I have the right to vote to steal from you and benefit me, how is it not extortion? How am I not extorting you? You're right. It's, it's racketeering. It's racketeering to the highest degree. But let me take it one step further. This reparations issue is pissing me off. Because let me tell you something. If you've never had to be forced to pick cotton, or if you've never been hit with a whip or tortured or whatever else, you don't have the right to get reparations from the federal government. Wait a minute. At the time of the Civil War, at the time of the Civil War, one of the largest funders of the Confederacy was a black slave owner. At the the top ten black slave slave owners prior to the Civil War, out of the top ten, I think it was three of the most had the most slaves were black. Mm. Why is do I, their do their descendants the slave owner the black slave owner does he get reparations or have to pay? See the problem. <laughs> See the problem here. When but here's yeah. here's the thing. It rallies people because you know this better than anybody. People want to be a victim. And yeah. especially if you cut them in. You know, I, I, I laugh every time you look at history before the implementation of government subsidy life and after. Look at, look at our societies prior to the, to the Welfare Act that gave you welfare for acting in a bad manner or being a failure. Look at, look at the neighborhoods, the destructive areas, the counties, the states. Look at it. Every state that's collapsing is a welfare state. Every neighborhood that is a ghetto is a welfare neighborhood. That's all government is really good at, building ghettos. And in each and every case, instead of those people saying, wait a minute, we are on the wrong track, they just want more cheese. And, and, and this is why, you know, Verlan, I, and you, you know how long I've been planning this move, and I'm finally doing it. This is it. This is the week. You know as well as I do, you cannot fight against it anymore. Because the other thing is, it's your representation is a flawed man. And it doesn't take much to buy off of Pete Brady, or Pat Brady, excuse me, who was once a good guy. You just made that son of a bitch a lobbyist. Now look at him. Now look at him. He's at golf outings with cigars like a man. Like he actually did something with his life. The whole time, he's, wor- he's working the scam on the medical marijuana dispensaries. They got the scam on the video poker. This is the problem. You just need a drop of poison, and it'll taint the whole ocean. A, a yeah. drop of socialism will taint the ocean of liberty. Oh, that's a good T-shirt. That's what can we got to do. On, Go ahead, buddy. Can I can I touch on one brief subject? Absolutely. Now, after this bombing, my last tweet was 149, so not 320 yeah. people dead. Do you know Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama has tweeted out that the Muslims are the victims, sure, not the Christians? Well, they have to. Look at who their target is. Their target is not somebody who wants to be judged by any standards, whether they be Christian standards or Jewish standards. Whoever, it, it, look, they're trying to, to organize miscreants, malcontents, and sloths. You think these are people that follow God? We're not their target audience. They're not coming after us. 
They're coming after the people who live in the in the face up in the in the in the rejection of any kind of moral authority. So that's who you're. That's who they're patronizing. They don't give it. And, and the other idiots. They, if you're a communist, you don't have a god anyway. So my point is that's not their target audience. They're only trying to appeal to the, the, their people. They're not trying to appeal to everybody. The idea. Look, wow. I could say. I could say to me. I think that it's stupidity on, on many levels. Are equal plane. But the irony is. Did anybody even think it wasn't the religion of peace that blew up these people? You want to talk about a con job. And and what about the dimwit from Minnesota? Remember, some people did some things. Well, I guess some more people did some more things. Yeah, yeah, somebody did something. Somebody really did something. What do you have to say now? She's real quiet. Yeah, some more people did some more things, and they're going to do more in the future. Because this is what they understand. Here's my problem. You know what this means to me? We're going to have more troops, more money, more nonsense in another fake cloaked war. It's a shame, brother. And the way to really to really break this apart is to bring back everybody. Stop everything. You want to go self, self-containment? Let's do it hardcore. Let's really break the back of the world. Because the other thing that you're missing that no one's talking about, you see gas today? You see where it's going? Yeah. And you see in, in California, it's $5. In New York, it's $5. And you know what the excuse is? You're listening to it subliminally by Republicans. We're squeezing Iran. Really? Fuck Iran. You're squeezing me. You mean you're squeezing Iran? <laughs> you idiot. You're squeezing the pizza kid. You're squeezing the, the old lady. You're squeezing the old man. You're squeezing the kid trying to earn a living. You're not squeezing Iran, you stupid son of a bitch. You're squeezing me. So that's the problem is that our team is just as stupid, just as bad. It's a shame, brother. Man, I, I hate to see you go, man. I mean, you seriously leaving this no, week? Yeah, I, well, I, I got to come back and forth. You know, I got to come back and forth. I got my family coming back and forth. It's hard. I got teenage daughters. What do you mean I got to go down to Florida? You're coming by me. Either you come by me or I go by you every week. You know, I'm going to go back I'm and a, forth. You know, you know what, man? You're going to have to let me know. When you're in town, so I can make sure I come up to the shop and hang. Yeah, with you. that's that's going to be the thing. I'm all, you know, I'll be back and forth because I listen. They're my kids and my wife. I got to go back and forth, but I'll be goddamned if I'm going to let this fat son of a bitch limit me. It ain't going to happen. <laughs> this fat pig is never going to limit me. Nobody is. Nobody is. Because with my last breath, I'll strike at thee. I will not lay idly by and let these idiots implement tyranny on me because I like to do. I like to work. You're not going to tell me. You know, I said on my, I got to tell you something. The people that know me, the people that really know me, when Obama was elected, you know, I pretty much, I retired for half the year. I said, screw it. I'll make 80000 like everybody else, and I won't work. And that's how I really got hardcore into sitting on my ass in a cigar store. The same thing. Because I said, I'm not going to produce if, if they're going to take it from me. And I thought about it. That's why Russia, the, the main body of Russia, were drunks. They said, screw it. They saw the futility in their effort, and they said, screw it. I'm going to sit on my ass and get drunk. That's the problem, is your rejection of what they do sometimes is the wrong answer. So I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to really, I'm, I'm done. I, I, we've been in, it's the four months of the year. I've been in Florida for three months. I'm not here next week. No podcast next week. And here's the thing. Oh. But, but, but we'll be set up to do it there eventually if I could ever get Marcus uh, his attention. But here's the thing. That's, I have to do, I owe it to myself. I owe it to my kids to take my own advice. Because if I'm going to sit idly by and let them limit me, it's bad enough. I lost my ass on my house, kid. 
I lost my ass on my house. You see that basketball player who had to list his house for 100000 less than he bought it in 93? Yeah. Coach? That's, yeah. That's like Elmwood Park in these mediocre neighborhoods. We're done. We lost our asses. I've, I've owned my house for 10 years, more than 10 years. I've owned my house for 17 years. It's, you know, that's my money. I didn't, I struggled my ass off. My wife, I'd come home, I'd say, come on, let's go on vacation. I can't, I paid towards the mortgage. I can't, I paid towards the mortgage. We paid that house off with blood, sweat, and tears. I don't lose Citibank's freaking money. I lose mine. Then they charged me the penalty for property taxes. Then we redid the house, and we maintained the house, and we redid the kitchen and the bathroom and all the, all the bullshit you do over 17 years. That's my freaking money. And you know what? If it's worth today, I'd be lucky to sell it for where I bought it. Lucky. 17 years ago, and all that other money's pissed away. I can't afford that. I'm a regular guy now. I'm, I'm schlopping people around. I mean, I work my ass off. I get the money, and it's gone. Like everybody else, I got tuition payments. I got health care, 24000 a month. I'm $60,000 to break freaking even. Does that come on or off the two fifty I can make? That if I, by somehow, in one of the other three jobs, manage to hit two fifty one, do you do you credit me for the 35000 in tuition I pay? No. Do you credit me for the no, 25000 you. you. So you're they're taxing me on you. money yeah. that I'm... Now, do I get a credit back from the from the property taxes I pay that goes to educate other kids? No, that's my job, too. Now I got this fake Indian scumbag Marxist telling me that another 50000 off the top, don't worry about it, we'll pay it later. It's inundated. You're drowning in the quicksand of socialism. And I'm going to wiggle. Screw it, I'm going to wiggle. And it's uncomfortable. <laughs> it's uncomfortable. I miss my family. I got to jump on a freaking plane. You know when your plane leaves at 5.30 in the morning, you know what freaking time you got to be at the airport? 3.30. Yeah. You think yeah. that's easy? You think that's easy that no. I do it seven times a freaking month? And I'm, 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 I'm not going to be a pigeon anymore. I'm not going to be. I was lucky enough. We, we, I've been working my whole life. I had a little foothold of a property down there. I just expanded. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. And it's a shame. My mother and father-in-law, Easter, I, my, my wife's family are the best people in the world. Easter, everybody at my house for brunch, looking around. I got the little girl loves me. Uncle Sean, you know, I got one out of ten that loves me. Jumping on my back. I'm, it's gone. I got to miss that. But that's the cost if you're going to fight these scumbags because they're winning. Springfield is Caligula. You know what really goes down there? They're all banging each other. You know that, right? They're all banging each other. They go out at night. It's all a scam, and they're cutting up the money. Republicans and Democrats, all of them. I'm done. Done. At least down there, they, they watch each other. They got one county that sucks, Broward County. One. The rest of them are all watching each other. I'll go there. Because you know what? It's a better run state. It's better for you. It's better for, for the people who work there. Now, granted, I'm sure there's people on I know there is. There's a ton of people on welfare, too. But they're not the majority. In Illinois, the majority is getting something for nothing. They are in the cart. There are not enough people to pull or push it anymore. It's over with. Time to go. So listen, buddy. In fact, i got to go to the other job. You took me out of the way to the end of the show. Thank you, Verlon, for calling. You know I love you, brother. And I'll be in. Uh, love you, brother. I leave soon. But you come by. I have cigar. I'll give it to you at, at uh, cost because I can't be giving cigars away anymore. I'm on a tight budget. I'll see you, brother. Take <laughs> no care. No problem. See you. Oh, I cut him off. Listen, I want to thank everybody for listening. This is the Liberty Hour. Thank you for venting, for letting me vent. You know the money is just saving me on therapy, kid? The good news is I would never thought about putting on women's yoga pants. This is the Liberty Hour. I want to thank you so much for listening.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.